All right, guys, welcome to the Talk and Shed podcast. Uh, I am Adam Fennig, and we've got Cody Cisco. And it's just us two here this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, We've had a busy week, super yeah. busy last couple weeks, really. We didn't get a podcast recorded last week, and so uh, we're back on it today. But, um, man, what a weird spring we've had so far. With how dry it is. It's crazy. Well, dry and cold, you yeah. know, is the big thing. Today is April 27th, and... Uh, you know, what's weird is, as all you farmers know who are listening, it's been fit, everything's good, but it's just so dang cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, soil temps have been 30s and 40s, um, you know, maybe up to 45, but um, just not quite warm enough. So we started seeing a lot more planters running uh, in the last uh, couple days, I would say. I made a trip down to southern Ohio mm-hmm. uh today and i saw a lot a lot of stuff running yeah i was i was kind of in the same boat today i mean uh, granted i didn't go very far but with the amount of distance that i did go there were guys running today yeah i heard a pretty good wise tale the other day the guy the farmer i was talking to i was in his shop he said you need the forecast for the next three to five days you need the high and low to add up to a hundred and it, it it hasn't it's been you know 55 and and 35 mm-hmm. so we're at 90 or yeah. you know 57 and and 40 we're close but he said you want the three to five to add up to 100 i've never heard that one before but uh that was good you know there's a lot of guys talking about you know those first uh 36 hours 48 hours of that corn being in the ground it's gonna not only corn but beans they're gonna absorb that moisture that's around it yeah and that's going to be cold moisture and uh that really sets a tone for the early stages of of that crop Mm -hmm. so um you know over the last few years we've grown a ton of really good corn uh that was planted in may and even into june yeah so uh, i i think uh i think we're in a good spot we've got a lot of spraying done a lot of tillage is done so here as it warms up which it looks like it should supposed to get some rain tomorrow uh should be go time yeah uh my 10 day forecast kind of says the same story you know uh we're going to get some rain here tomorrow but you know we'll see what uh what it brings hopefully it brings us some a little bit warmer weather at least to get some get some corn in the ground and should bring us some may flowers (coughs) yeah should Mm mm-hmm so uh, there'll be a lot of crops planned the first week in May. Yeah. I got a, got a Snapchat just a little bit ago from a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Farmed a decent amount of ground. They finished beans yeah. just, just right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's cool. That's, mm-hmm. hey. Where was he located? Uh, he was farming like uh, north central Ohio. Okay. Gotcha. So, but, gotcha. Uh, yep. So, let's talk about what in the heck we've been doing. Um, I have, uh, I just got back from a Southford demo in Southern Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were out doing some demos. Let's just, uh, run through what the heck we did today. Uh, well today, well, why don't you start? Because you did yours before me. Sure. I started pretty early this morning. Uh, I had a, uh, tow a pig of a 24 foot Southford 2200 with hydraulic shanks down to Lockbourne, Ohio, straight south of Columbus off of 23 for a demo. And uh, that was a, a long drive. I took 29 through Sydney to like Mechanicsburg on 56 to London, 
down through Orient, had to cross the Big Darby Creek, and just across 23 right there by Rickenbach Airport. Um, but anyway, phenomenal demo. A uh, customer uh, wanted a tool that could create a beautiful seed bed without doing horizontal tillage. He mm-hmm. owns a Landall disc, and they had an inch of rain when we had three tents mm-hmm. here. So it was too wet for him to run his Landall. He wouldn't dare do it because of that sidewall and the smearing he yeah. would create. And so he wanted a tool that could fluff and create seed beds, number one, for corn. So we went out in his bean ground, it was, of course, bean stubble, and set that tool down, and it was it was unbelievable. Um, I did it. I did a video on it that I'm going to be uploading here right now, or tonight, I should say, uh, about it. It was unbelievable. I, I was I was impressed myself. I've seen a lot of uh, 12 and 2100 or 2200 demos. I was just like, I, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Just the fracturing and the seed bed, and you walk on it. It was like walking on a pillow customer loved it he had never seen anything never seen a tool that could do that yeah um so that went phenomenal he's running it in corn stalks right now um and so that that right there is is where it's at you know for us i have a lot of youtube videos we talk about salfords a lot on this podcast and stuff but when you can show up uh with the tool and unfold that thing hook to his tractor match up horsepower run it in his soil and get that thing set and dialed in just right and it works man that that's what it's about yeah you do and and you know if it doesn't work in in your favor maybe it's not the tool for him Mm -hmm. you both still win because you found out that that ain't the right tool for him you don't want to sell him a tool that ain't for him yeah so he wins because you say you know what this ain't the tool. I want a different tool. Okay, cool. We get it. But you also win because you are uh, fine-tuning that customer's needs, and you're going to dig down and find that tool for him, and you're going to be the winner for being able to do that for that customer. Yeah. And you'll you'll have you'll have a lifelong mm-hmm. customer at that point. Yeah, definitely. And you know, uh, a good example of that here was uh, this fall. Remember, we went up to. Uh, it was uh, Lipsick, Ohio, and did yeah. that with a customer. And yeah, we demoed him a 2200, and then we demoed him a, a VRT, and he ended up buying a 20-foot VRT, and we just delivered it. So I uh, haven't talked to him, haven't asked him if he's ran it yet. I, I haven't had time to call him just because we've been doing some other stuff between doing other demos and whatnot. And speaking of that, that's kind of what I was doing today was... Well, let's, let's go back to... Um, that customer mm-hmm. uh, up in Lipsick, you know, he was originally talking more of a, not quite a 5,200, but maybe like a 42, mm-hmm. something like kind of aggressive. Yeah. Uh, you know, up in that area, rolling baskets are popular. Um, but, uh, but, you know, he wanted, VRT wasn't even in the conversation. No. And so we demoed him a 22 and he wanted something a little bit more aggressive for what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, finally, it, it wasn't, I mean, you said this fall, but it was probably like late November. Yeah. By the time we got mm-hmm. that VRT up to him. Well, our our fall was so dry. Well, long and dry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just an optimum fall to be demoing tools in general. And so, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was probably almost Thanksgiving whenever we. Yeah. Yeah. So, messing you know, he, he knew we were serious because of, of the 
the uh, determination that mm-hmm. we had to find him the right tool. So yeah. he knew that once we found the right tool, he he could trust us to to get that thing bought. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so yeah, that's that's what I did today. I left that tool down there, and uh, we talked over a little bit of pricing. And I I think he really likes that tool, and I, I think that tool may have a new zip code before it's all said and done. Yeah, that'd be all right. So be all right. that was my day started. I left here at probably seven fifteen, and it is uh four fifty. Mm-hmm. And I, I got back when we hit record on this podcast. So. <clears throat> yep. What about you? So my morning consisted of, so actually I'm setting up a demo for tomorrow, uh, that basically I'm going to take a 12 row Yetter Maverick bar up to, uh, basically be the thumb of Michigan is where I'm heading tomorrow, about four and a half hours away. Uh, right. Straight up 75. They got any turkeys up there? <sighs> I didn't ask, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't ask? <laughs> I didn't ask yet. I'm going to. I'm going to find out. Okay. And uh, so, no, we're, we're going up there. This guy, he's a, he's a pretty big advocate of, of strip tilling, and there are about three guys in Michigan, and he's one of the top three in Michigan as far as strip tillers go. So he's never been able to run a Yetter bar before. Mm. And there's not a lot of dealers in this area that are very familiar with it like we are and have the knowledge as what we do. Cool. So I'm taking that up there tomorrow. And then uh, so that's how my day started. And then uh, your dad lined up this demo with Wenning Poultry just down the road here in Fort Recovery and uh we went and demoed that 35 foot vrt Mm. so your dad pulled it over there this morning and then i went over there and set it up and got it rolling and whatnot and 35 foot or how many horse uh he had we had 620 on it okay so 620 quad track could he go 12 oh yeah oh sweet Mm -hmm. that's right where you want to be oh yeah it was I didn't ever want to run another VRT without the adequate amount of horsepower oh, ever yeah. again. Yeah. Like just doing that today was oh, phenomenal. Yeah. It, I had the same thing. We were running down there and we had a 290 on a 24 foot and we were running. He's like, man, I thought you said this thing would choke this tractor down. I said, well, let me set it a little bit deeper. And we did have plenty of tractor, but I told him, I said, you jump up into a 31 and you won't be able to go nine. Mm-hmm. I said, if you can't, if you don't have that flexibility, not only that, but we had shanks on that tool. Yeah. So I said, you're going to want some, some free horsepower to play with. You, yeah. you don't ever want to just be bogging through a field. Yeah. I mean, especially putting nine, what is it? Is it nine or 11 on a 24 footer? Yeah, I think, it's I think nine. they run nine. Yeah. yeah. Putting, 11 on a 30. Yeah. Putting nine shanks in the ground going, trying to go nine, 10 mile an hour. I mean, right. it's going to choke it down pretty good. Yeah. So, so but yeah, good. we, uh, we went over there and we got the tool set up, but Lydia and I actually went over there and brought the white rhino over there. So if any of you see me rolling through Fort recovery, I was cruising in the white rhino. Sure. Um, um yeah. So it was a good thing I brought it cause we had to adjust the hitch height and whatnot and had all the tools in there that we needed to do it with. And, Got her set up, and uh, so basically what he was looking for was he was looking to replace a field cultivator. Okay. So he's got a, I believe it's a 30 or a 35-foot 
it's a sunflower. I don't remember what it 50, is. Fifty thirty-five. Yeah, fifty thirty-five sea shank. Yeah. you know, seven-inch shovel. Um, yeah, we were we kind of running it through the paces. We were right next to a field that uh, he had ran the field cultivator in it twice, and we were able to get it almost better than what the field cultivator ran it in in one pass compared to okay probably wasn't as level as what he had and there were probably a few chunks in there but uh we ran over it twice and it was a night and day difference yeah it was it looked very very good um was running that thing probably about two and a half to three inches deep um the sweet spot as far as uh for what we were running in so we ran it in some chisel ground and then we ran it into uh some stale so, uh just some stale ground that hadn't been touched since uh it got harvested there last fall so okay uh, untouched so, stuff yeah. untouched corn socks mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah not there wasn't a lot of residue on it but they hadn't was it chopped hard. yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was chopped corn stalks is what it was and it worked it worked really really well we were whenever we first went over it we were running like that eight to nine degrees and then we found out like our sweet spot was anywhere from like 10 to 12. I see. Was where we were just making it look really, really good. Mm-hmm. And we got into some of that work dirt and we were going down and he's like, man, I can't believe this thing is choking this tractor that much. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, imagine setting that thing five inches deep and trying to go as aggressive as you could. And we were sitting there playing with it and he was like oh okay you know this is kind of nice i like the versatility of it and whatnot running about a thousand pounds of down pressure on the rolling baskets and it sweet. worked really well for him he was impressed sweet so. well that's good that's mm-hmm. good that's that's uh what you and i just described that we did today is really what we've done for the last week almost yeah you know mm-hmm. um i was over uh in lewistown running uh well, we both were helping uh, a guy get rolling on a, a VRT. We were down in Union City getting a 40-foot cultivator set up. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, uh, well, last last week we went to Michigan. Yeah. Uh, did uh, two VRT demos up there. And then on our way up, we got a 31-foot Salford uh, up and rolling. Rolling, yeah. So it's been it's been great just how how slow and strung out the spring has started is extremely advantageous for us yeah um because you know versus it just all of a sudden and the flip of a switch warming up and um it allows us to you know if a guy calls right now or had in the last week i'd say okay i'll be out there tomorrow and they're like well you don't have to work you know whenever it works i'm like oh, that's weird you know but like ah we're not going to plant or anything we're just getting the kinks for uh you know worked out of and it's like oh man this is awesome Mm -hmm. so it's it's been great because we've i mean the vrt that i have well it's northeast of columbus right now but that thing has done it's on its fifth demo right now since we picked it up so Mm -hmm. and we did our first demo on it what was that shoot that's been two three weeks ago you know down there east of columbus off of 70 Mm -hmm. so um yeah, that was almost, I bet it was the last week of March we went down there and picked that thing up. Yeah. I'm thinking is when it was. Yeah, so it, it's it's amazing. It, it's been great. And so hopefully everyone can get the kinks worked out and uh, get their planners dialed in. Um, so, yeah. I had the, a, I had a, I've been having a lot of that, too. Just guys 
trying to work kinks out their plans oh, yeah. and get basically get those things fired up ready to rock and roll bunch of i mean we put on how many fertilizer kits of planters this year and you know i had two guys call me today about them you yeah. know just different just little i mean it's nothing crazy as far as you know urgency about it but right just some small minute stuff that they didn't necessarily know or mm -hmm. needed to know yeah i had a guy over here um in indiana running a ag express uh vanguard row by row deal on his case planner um the the monitor was off quite a bit from his actual rate and so i called ag express and diana took the call uh, our friend diana at ag express and she called the customer she said hey you want me to call him i said sure and uh she took care of it mm -hmm. so he had he had the wrong flow meter we had because we set it up i set it up i had the wrong flow meter number punched in there for for revolution mm -hmm. so she got that figured out dialed in and he's he's up and rolling so stuff like that that's a lot of what we've been doing lately grapple has been super swamped in the semi mm -hmm. and uh uh, you'll see, well, you may have gotten a sneak peek of it, I guess, last week in the newsletter. Eh, no, you didn't. Uh, we finally got uh, our new garage door, one of our new garage doors mm -hmm. in the big shop. It's a, like a 35-foot garage door or something. Is it yeah. operable? Oh, yeah. It, okay, it operational? Yep. Okay. Yep. It's got one of those deals to where it can't crush anybody either, one of uh -huh. those laser sensors. So okay. I'm sure we'll be whenever somebody hits it i know it'll happen we'll have to yep re realign the lasers again here sometime yep that's to make sure cody's would. not standing under the door yeah. <laughs> uh, hey. so the uh so yeah that that's been a big improvement so i'll do a video of that here tonight mm -hmm. um but yeah plant progress is is kind of slow um for the for the time being mm -hmm. um, oh i was uh i was at jnm today picked up an applicator yeah did you see my snap story i did yeah so i uh whipped her into jm today to go pick up an applicator and i looked to my left and i'm like what in the world they had a uh great big one of their new uh 1422 x uh what do they call them thing i don't even remember what they call them things but it grain was cart? A, it was a grain cart on tracks and it was painted up uh lsu tiger colors yeah it was cool basically the main frame was all purple and then a bunch of the trinkets on it was painted up yellow and then they hasn't had like their own little custom sticker it was it was pretty legit it looked pretty cool yeah so oh yeah they they're always doing the coolest stuff down there mm -hmm. <clears throat> so i'm excited to get some of these applicators in we've got most of our 60 footers out and delivered but we've got three 40 footers coming in they're going to be very unique uh you have to watch our youtube channel to stay up on them but we're get, i've got guys that are running two coulters in between each cornrow yep uh to to i'm going to be very curious uh about these it's it's going to be pretty neat i think so uh we'll, we'll get those built so like uh they're going to run them seven and a half inches away from the corn yeah so mm -hmm. that'll be that'll be pretty interesting yeah that, yeah that'll be that'll be neat um yeah we're gonna throw some yetter colders on there and yeah if uh if you guys have seen the the youtube video about uh my wheat that cody and i did where we planted my wheat with uh, a salford and a valmar cedar mm -hmm. i did a video on that like three four weeks ago we need to do another one yeah because we got we got it top dressed uh we put about 27 gallon on 
and uh, got some got some uh, herbicide thrown in there. Uh, but I want to do a video talking about that. It is interesting how the way that we seeded that with the cedar and and we didn't put it in rows, yeah. so there's no bare dirt. Mm -hmm. It's scatter seeded. The weeds are not there. Yeah, like like the wheat is is fighting off the weeds. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting to see that. Um, but you can definitely see every square inch that the uh, the hog manure was laid down. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. some areas on the end rows uh, that it didn't get applied to, so it's a little bit lighter green. And I ran some tissue tests on the lighter green stuff and the darker green stuff, and I just got those tissue tests back this afternoon. I sent them off to uh, my buddy Mike Hannawald. He's an agronomist at Bex to have him look at them. Um, nitrogen levels were definitely way different. Yeah. Um, iron was a lot different. Calcium, everything was quite a bit really? different. Oh yeah, where where the manure uh, ran. So the nitrogen wasn't off as much as I had expected. Um, maybe I should have done a soil and a tissue test at the same time, um, but I didn't. So. We'll see. It'd be interesting to see what he says. But, um, and I was just telling Cody, uh, we're going to have our field day in that north field. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to plant sunflowers. And I got my high oleic sunflowers ordered. The seed mm -hmm. got it ordered today. Um, Tony Grody convinced me via Snapchat to plant some sunflowers. Yeah. We're going to have our field. I'm, I'm doing sunflowers because they're very drought tolerant. Mm -hmm. They can mine a lot of nutrients that are like two foot to five foot down in the soil. They got roots that go super deep and they mine those nutrients up and they put them in the stalk. There are definitely nutrients that go in the head and that you'll pull out when you harvest them. But a lot of these nutrients are in the stalk. Mm -hmm. And so when you harvest it, then it lays it on top. And uh, sunflowers are great for uh, recycling nutrients. And so I'm going to plant 24,000 uh, seeds per acre of sunflowers. And then we got a, a, a sunflower head, a 683, I think it is. Uh, uh bought 653 653 that we gotta go pick up yep we gotta go get that thing yet yeah so we're gonna have a wild goose chase adventure of planting and harvesting <laughs> some sunflowers do we know what we're doing absolutely nope. not are we gonna have fun doing it <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i mean i tell you what just, are we gonna make some money on it we better <laughs> <laughs> i i tell you what just you know Growing up, you know, you would run tractors for guys and help them farm and everything. But, you know, doing it yourself is just like... It's a different it's deal. It's yours and you're just like, oh my gosh, like this is so weird. Like we had so much fun just doing it and I yeah know. i think it took us like seven hours to plant 55 <laughs> acres uh but that was just i don't know it just it just did well we were probably undersized on the tractor and then, it wasn't too bad i mean we were able to go like seven or eight i would have liked to go 10 but yeah but then we did go across it twice yeah you know so we technically covered 110 acres because yeah i wanted to overlap and and we were maxing out the cedar at 135 pounds so we yeah. did uh 65 north and south and 65 east and west yeah. so it took us a little bit longer but we'll see i'm very curious to see how this wheat turns out you know i i i'm witnessing every day how the wheat market's turning out luckily i've got some <laughs> 
pre-sold and and I, it, it was 580 <coughs> today it was down another another notch today but that's all right she'll come back and uh and it'll be good so i'm gonna double crop sunflowers uh this seed comes out of like north dakota mm-hmm. and so i had to get some different plates for the planter mm-hmm. they, they actually suggest using popcorn plates oh okay so i got those ordered and then i ordered some they there's a brush that you put on the meter okay uh to help knock out skip or doubles okay. and stuff it's different than the brush that you use for corn so i ordered the brush i ordered the meter and uh and then on the other half of the farm we're going to double crop beans mm-hmm. so the plan is we're going to harvest the wheat we're going to uh bale the straw off brent's going to bale that off and then manure yep i want to coat it in manure right after mm-hmm. and then we're going to plant beans but anyway how many gallons of manure are you planting on the oh, all of it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know um twenty thousand gallon per acre <laughs> no but um so Probably. i'm gonna do uh sunflowers because we're gonna plant the sunflowers probably later than the beans because we're gonna have a field day in there yeah and mm-hmm. after the field day you know the field day is going to be kind of more of a tillage field day yeah so we're likely going to end up working the majority of that field probably losing a lot of the moisture that was ever in there because yeah. you know july it's probably going to be hot and dry like it was this last july but uh sunflowers are <clears throat> extremely drought tolerant yeah um so that's why i'm going to put them in that field mm-hmm. i thought it made sense there's a buyer here in ohio for them um found a head that works on our 9510 we're going to go to town on some sunflowers yep so we're we're going to figure it out yeah we are yes we are so yeah that's what that's what i have going right now Mm -hmm. um you know yeah and just to add on to you know what's going on in our world i mean you know i was talking tillage you know strip till here in the last three weeks for me has been well that's why i was just going to ask hold on don't go too far i was going to ask you what is um one of the products that in the last three weeks has has kind of caught you off guard like i didn't think that would be so popular um but it is maverick strip till units from yetter is one of them um i would say that one by far has been the most outlier as far as a odd product for me to sell right now i mean i sold and and it's not an odd product it's just this time of year yeah you know the map although you need to talk to Worley. he's got a guy over in indiana and maybe he told you who who's running as a spring and fall unit Mm -hmm. and uh we sold him an eight row bar um but he put a, a wavy colder instead of the, the front cutter. Mm-hmm. And he's running that as a freshener in the spring. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, but that's typically like a summer sale, yeah, typically. for sure. But you also got to think about it. Right now is when guys are planting into dirt and they're like, okay, what can I do better for a better yeah. seed bed? Yeah, to an extent. I Just for me, it just caught me off guard because usually we're talking strip fresheners or cab control units, not right. a shank machine that is going to be used here in the fall. Right. That requires a 
you know, horsepower and stuff like that and whatnot. And well, there's still a lot of need to break up that compaction mm-hmm. and, and get the, the, uh, fertilizer banded yeah. a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, you know, and that, that unit is so versatile. Yeah. You, you're going to see it tomorrow and hopefully we'll get some videos out of it, but we'll throw that vertical tillage attachment onto mm-hmm. it and boom, you've got a machine that can run shanks in the fall and vertical tillage type in the spring yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah for sure i mean i'm i'm excited to run it tomorrow uh going to take the silver or the service truck and uh, the 40 foot trailer and load the load the 12 row bar up there and it's not loaded yet uh not as of a half hour ago i see so um okay so uh for me um it you know probably uh probably row cleaners uh, i sold some row cleaners today and, and and that's not surprising given the time of year but i was kind of thinking like it, you know it's like may it's april 27th you know but uh, hey luckily we we have them in stock and uh and yeah that that's it so yep and, sure. and sold some closing wheels today yep too. same mm-hmm. so you know i yep. think guys are you know, like, oh, well, it, we'd do a lot better job if we had these or these. So, so yeah, that, <clears throat> that was, that was interesting. You know, something that, um, that, I, that is really catching fire for us is the spreaders. And I know we've yeah. talked about the spreaders and all mm-hmm. that, but those things are on fire. Yeah. And then those Enduroplast sprayers, um, I'm going to do, I'm going to highlight those in tomorrow's email blast, mm-hmm. um, talking about the different, uh, sprayers and what you can do with them mm-hmm. so yeah we we're getting in a bunch of trades from all these new tools that we sold oh, we got a pile of trades in this yeah. week um you know case uh 335 great plains turbo till mm-hmm. um 360 foot applicators mm-hmm. um what else a 24 foot salford 570 yeah. 25 foot rolling basket yeah just all kinds of stuff yeah we got a lot of a lot of iron in Mm -hmm. on trade stuff that was sold um yeah a long time ago we were just now getting it because guys are getting their tools but yeah it just it's one of those deals where it's like yeah i forgot that we had all this stuff yeah yeah you kind of forget until it's sitting right here yeah you get to get to look at it but Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of good stuff and well most of it's already uploaded on tractor house but Mm -hmm. we'll uh we'll keep getting it uploaded um on the um side of uh you know planners and everything you know i i don't know of uh any other product that has has been as smooth going as like those totally tubulars yeah the tt's mm-hmm. out the back those have been good um so yeah yeah i mean just one of those deal it's just one of those things where you don't know it until you see it and then it's like man i haven't had a phone call because i've got a bearing out on a blade or uh, i need a new spring on my knife or right you know it's just nice that you know we enjoy that breathing room because we're dealing with so much other things right now too right uh you know we're we're looking in the future as far as you know well next is going to be side dress season 
So, you know, we're, well, that, that's going to be the big one. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be running. I mean, we got a brief glimpse of it here with guys doing some pre, pre-plan anhydrous. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, come, you know, here to the end of probably here this next month, you know, we're oh, yeah. going to be. Oh, yeah. There'll be, I mean, there'll be some corn spiking, you know, two and a half, three weeks from now, mm-hmm. like crazy. And, and it'll get side dressed two weeks later yeah so probably the end of may yep um but yeah i i think we're good heck there was a day there a couple weeks back you and i on it was on a friday well me and brent started the day you and i ended the day mm-hmm. but you and i were out until about ten thirty working on a hardy sprayer yeah we we did an anhydrous stop we did a, a planner stop and then we had to go to back to that Hardy sprayer because uh, we thought we had fixed the the John Deere ray controller because uh, the guy had a problem. We uh, diagnosed it, unplugged some things, changed some settings, took it out to the field, and it worked. And and I took videos of it, and the customer rode along, and we had we thought we had it licked. And <clears throat> about an hour later, he called, and the same problem was happening. So we went back out there and. At the end of the day, the control valve on the Hardy sprayer was shot. Mm-hmm. So um, Cody had to go out there that following day, Saturday, and, and fix it. I, I took my boys to a pig show. Hey, I don't blame you there. I'm and, sure that uh, was a lot of fun. Oh, it was a blast. Mm-hmm. It was a blast. Yep. The the kids, the boys think they won the whole deal when really um, <laughs> we were actually on the, the other end of, of the class, which is right where we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, yeah, we got to do uh, – showmanship and and the whole deal they ask me all the time when the next one is oh yeah there's one this weekend but it's all the way in eastern ohio oh jeez so i'm not going to drag one pig that way to to bring in the the rear rank of the class (laughs) so (laughs) not not yet but yeah we had a blast with that so but what i'm getting at is um you know the the service calls um for planners isn't really here yet but they're coming for side dressers oh yeah it'll that'll be a big deal flow meters and control valves and my rates off and orifices Mm -hmm. and and colders and bearings and all that yeah we'll be running running and running and running yep come side dress time so yeah i'm i've actually got a couple of guys with sprayers the raven calls that i've been taking on oh unbelievable is astronomical compared to last year yeah i mean it's at least if it's not at least two a day it's three or four a day yeah yeah i mean it's yeah i know i dealt with two guys today yeah so what we did um you know we we sell and troubleshoot a lot of Raven equipment. I did a bunch of YouTube videos on Ravens, control valves, 460s, 440s, how to run them, how to program them. And so guys across the country watch these videos and they call us for support, which is great. I mean, we we know, we feel like we know how to help them and they call in um, and, and we get them tackled. So mm-hmm. sometimes they need some parts, sometimes they just need some program yeah uh work done in their raven and some programming and it's it's good to go or a new speed sensor yep yep i'm actually gonna update a guy to a whole new box oh yeah yeah so i need to get him that and a valve cool 
mm-hmm. yeah there's in you know sometimes the support isn't always there from the manufacturer yeah. or hard to get a hold of mm-hmm. when you can just call a number and talk to a live person who also has parts on the shelf that can ship to you um it's it's pretty handy mm-hmm. so that's what we try to do with the raven support side of things yeah yep i had a guy call me today on an iso raven okay big or small rcm or he wasn't sure likely Um, a small what was it on i'm pretty sure it was small small one it was on a sprayer and uh unless it was was a brand new sprayer he he ran it through he was running it through his pro 700 well he he went to a fent tractor okay well something along the lines of it I don't know if his Agco screen needed, you know, updated or needed unlocked to allow him to do some shutoffs and stuff like that. But probably he was. Yeah, that was my guess, too. And I was like, honestly, I don't know. I said, I feel like it's more of your fence side of it than it is your Raven side, because I'm like. That's basically a brain box that obtain that just keeps all of that information that you put in there. And he was he able can, to do sections before. Oh, oh yeah. Pro seven hundred, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm pretty confident it's on your on your fence side. And he goes, well, that's what I thought too, but I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything in this. And I was like, yeah, I'm like nine times out of ten, it's on the tractor side. And I'm like, very rarely is it ever on the the applicator or sprayer side of the brain box right for for that usually it's on the tractor side something needs updated or you know something along those lines to get it to talk yeah sure to speak the same language and i think a lot of guys get confused with that type of stuff just because they don't understand you know and and you know i don't necessarily understand it either but you know getting it dumbed down to where it's easy enough for everybody to understand it well they they use a different language yeah and so i think when you say dumbed down i think it's just converting it into a language it took me a long time to figure out what the code of raven is and when you figure that out then you can talk that language Mm -hmm. so like they're the section widths of the Raven are labeled boom one, boom two, boom three. And it's kind of confusing because sometimes you're like, well, I only have one boom. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not three booms. Right. There's just one big boom. Mm-hmm. It's 90 feet. Well, what they're really asking is how many sections are on that right. boom and what do they measure? But not only do what do they measure, what do they measure in inches? Yep. So, you know, there's, it can be, yep. you know, easy to confuse. And then, they're asking you what type of valve you have. Well, mm-hmm. if your sticker got pressure washed off or or washed off, you may not know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then you wouldn't know your valve cow yeah. number. Or maybe you lost your flow meter cow number. And, uh, and there's three or four mm-hmm. different meter cow numbers on a tag. tag yeah. And so. I, and that is such a tough tough thing to tell a guy and it's like well i can't really help you without that number and yeah you're just like if, if your tag's missing off your raven flow meter that you have two options three options i guess number one buy a new flow meter put the other one send the other one to ag express and put it on the shelf for a spare when it gets back mm-hmm. well, that's option number one option number two 
If you're not needing it immediately, just take it off and send it to Ag Express. It's something they could probably get done pretty quick. When it comes back, bolt it on. You're good to go, and they will give you the number. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's different, it, it, it needs calibrated to get the number. Yeah. Option number three, throw a dart at the wall, go out and keep track of acres and gallons applied, mm-hmm. and keep adjusting until they match. Yep. So depending on what you're putting down and how lucky you're feeling, yeah. th- number three could work. Yeah. You know, if you're just, and if you have time, heck, just fill it full of a hundred gallon of water and go do four gallon an acre and, and start playing with it. So, yep. you know, you'll know real quick as your tank empties and you cover acres, yep. if you're off and then just start adjusting and keep adjusting. Mm-hmm. And you could even do a catch test if you want to do that, um, rather than an application type calibration. So there's three options. If you don't have a flow meter tag, <clears throat> really None of them help you right at that very second. Right. Um, you, you would need some time for all of them. So, but it's never a bad thing to have a flow meter on the shelf anyways. So no. And I mean, honestly, that's usually, I would say that's probably 85% of the problem. If a guy's calling in and saying that his, his flow is off 85% of the time it is, because of that particular yeah unit oh yeah oh yeah i mean that's what's telling it i mean mm-hmm. that plus the speed input plus the boom width input is what is doing the calculation to get to gallons per yeah. minute which is then converted to gallons per acre and so if that thing's off everything's off yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah and, and, and that's what's tough to convey to guys is they're like well how don't i i, I don't understand that and it's like I know, but it's, I've got to have that number in order to get you to where you want to be because otherwise we're just throwing darts at the wall. Mm-hmm. I might as well close my eyes and just start throwing. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, and you don't want Cody to be doing that. That'd be scary. <clears throat> throwing darts with his eyes open would be scary. <laughs> um, so... That's pretty much what's going on here. Um, <coughs> you know, the, the ambulances have, have been up and running. The engines ought to be cleaned out of them now, you know, mm-hmm. out on service calls. Um, I did find a U-bolt bender. Well, Devin found it um, that I think we're going to be able to get bought for the shop. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we've oh, been shit. dreaming up of a machine, a press that can press U-bolts ourselves. And I went and got one quoted from there's a place down here in greenville that makes them and it was extremely spendy yeah i mean extremely mm-hmm. and uh i mean you could buy a new pickup truck for for what they wanted to oh. bend u-bolts and then you have to have the inventory of the rods so you would end up having a lot of money up in just, just u-bolts bending u-bolts well devin found one uh last night that i think we're going to get and put in the shop so nice. that'll be a great addition to the shop to uh we'll have threaded rods on the shelf of various lengths and so if we need five u-bolts spit out just find your length Mm -hmm. grab your die and get them bent done nice so yeah i think that'll make us even more efficient yeah so especially with all these tank brackets and everything else and yeah whatnot yeah that'll be pretty awesome yeah yeah so yep. what's up on the hunting side of things? Cause you know, this is a hunting podcast. We just talk about equipment for a little bit. That is correct. Um, I well, think 
So you are going to be a deadly wily coyote hunter here shortly. Yep. Uh, Getting myself a two twenty three. Yep. New rifle. Yep. A, a uh, day scope. Yep. Mm-hmm. A because uh, our um, I'm going to get a uh, oh what I say. What kind was that? A savage. It is a savage. Yep. yep. So savage. Um, because our problem is right now is all of our coyote gear is nighttime mm-hmm. and it doesn't get dark until nine. Yeah. And so we can't even start hunting until nine or 10. Well, if you want to get anywhere, you're, you're going to be out until one, two o'clock mm-hmm. and that just doesn't work. Yeah. So we want to be able to be daytime and nighttime. So, um, Cody's got the AR with the thermal. I'm going to have the 223 with a daytime scope so we can go out you know, six, six thirty and start hunting. Mm-hmm. And as it gets dark, we'll switch over to thermals yep. and, you know, we'll be done coyote hunting for what we can do in that day by nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it'll be able to adjust a lot better. Yeah. In the winter time, it's like, Oh, well, yeah, we got to have the thermal. Oh know? yeah. Cause yeah. heck you get home from work and it's dark, <clears throat> but now, you know, it's dark or it, it's light out until nine, nine thirty. Yeah. And that just, doesn't really cut it Mm-mm. especially if you have to travel at all yeah so we're going to be daytime and some coyotes here maybe by the weekend maybe mm-hmm. maybe so we'll see what we're gonna go- have to get her sighted in yeah yeah no doubt mm-hmm. but bold action yeah it's a bold action accu trigger yeah yeah yep bold action for accuracy nice see yeah i don't yeah i'm, I'm gonna need I'll probably end up needing all the shots in there. Yeah. But I'll be able to make that first one count a little bit better. Oh, okay. Knowing that I can't just pow, 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 you know, when they're running away. I I don't understand why you guys think I'm such a bad shot. I'm I'm two out of three. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, I I don't understand why you guys think I'm such a lousy shot. The other beauty of daytime hunting is we can video it. Yeah. And we can show everyone that you're a bad yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. So no, you're gonna be behind the gun. We're gonna video you being a bad shot. Well, I can still who's gonna call? Oh, I am. Well, we won't see any coyotes then. <laughs> you gotta know how to what when to play baby cottontail and, and lone we, lone we how. Need, we need to get an X twenty four. Yep. Yep. That's, next 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 yeah, that's a different coyote call. Yep, but uh, we need to get a different coyote call. We we will better one, souped up version. Yep. Well, um, my nephew uh, killed a turkey on Monday morning, and, and your uh, brother-in-law. Yep, mm-hmm. Hunter. They double double stacked them. Yep, doubled up in Michigan on some mm-hmm. turkeys. So hopefully everyone's out there doing some turkey hunting this week. Um, Cody and I wish we were, but uh, we're not. We've never killed turkeys, mm-hmm. um, but. That is probably the one species around here as far as being able to kill that we've never... Well, there's not a lot of them around here. Well, yeah, I'm just saying as far as what's legal to hunt. Right. Is what, I mean, that is probably the one species of animal that we have successfully not killed anything. Sure. And attempted to go kill it. There's nothing successful about that. We had fun. Yeah. Well, we went, but we, we've never, yeah. So We've never succeeded. Right. Yeah, we went on some public ground, and that is what it is. But, yeah, we we need to get some turkeys under our belt. But it's it's just the time of year is the struggle. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's, it's pretty busy. So, well, we're going to wrap up this podcast and we appreciate everyone listening. It'll be released in, uh, tomorrow's email blast. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Look forward our uh, YouTube channel for a lot more videos coming up and, uh, we will see you on the next one. Yep. Thanks guys.